The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. American Idol. Your wife was on American Idol, or she, she tried she out tried for it. She went American through the Idol. process of American Idol. This is obviously part two. This is conversations about nothing. I'm Richard. He's Vin. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, I stopped him abruptly, which he was like, what the hell? And I said, next week. So I hope you're tuning in for part two. Go ahead. Perfect. Uh, so what I, what I was building through, or trying to state about it, is that they choose those people. I think any reasonable person knows that they let those people go through because they know it's going to get hits. It's They want people to watch the show. And essentially my wife um, hit a moment that just because she didn't get in until later, they had hit the quota for the day. It, it was, sorry, we've actually got enough of people that would actually win, and we have enough embarrassing people that we've hit the cap we're allowed to take for the day. And they were having the discussion of maybe we should push her through anyway. Like somebody was advocating for for pushing her through. On the talented side, well, I hope I, I would think so from hearing her saying uh, that it's from the talented side, and but it, it's it's where it's truly not letting anybody in when they do those quotas. There's an argument to say like, yeah, you got to have a quota, you have to have you know a structure to it, but then you're not really allowing everybody the chance. If if you are like, okay, we're only going to allow thirty people from this place to move to the next stage, then no, you're not letting everybody in. Anybody who's tired, I don't know. It, that's that's what I was building up to saying that mm. it's it's more structured in a way that it's not what it's being advertised, and I guess ultimately it leads into why I still don't trust media. I don't mm. I don't know I don't know the end game from that the the switching. So the over. greater point that that we were talking about in the last episode was very small comments on social media get very big reactions. Oh yeah, and the point I was making to that is we make these comments or we make these reactions or we make these judgments, if you will, about people and their lives based on one single comment on social media that people have no context of the rest of their lives or have any idea who this person is, what they're, what they've gone through. And they're judging this person's entire life based on one comment. And they're going, you're an idiot. You're privileged. You're white supremacist. You're a racist, well, whatever it is. Do you have a picture up? Do I have a picture up? Yeah. Like when, when you left the comment, do they have an ability to see what you look like? Yeah, of course. On my, on my profile. And it's you. It's correct. It's not a user five six seven nine four two with a an avatar. Yeah. So this, so the thing is, it was they get to judge you on that now. Correct. Too. And I got the shut up boomer, shut up grandpa, <laughs> shut up old man. I did. I, I got a lot of that. And you know what? I just ignored some, all of some that. of it's earned. But I addressed the people that were were visibly upset that I said I could possibly have said you should have a roommate. Or you should live with family. What if, what if she doesn't have family? Okay, she doesn't. Well, what if she sh what if she doesn't have any friends? Okay, I'm shocked she has a place to live like that, that cheap in L.A. But let's just address that for one yeah. second. You're living in L.A. That's insane. You I, could live in Texas for half the price. You could live in Missouri for half the price. Well, she doesn't have the ability. You to can get live there, in every other oh. state for probably half. The Everything price. is Besides a choice. Here. Okay, I have a choice whether to stay in Chicago. Mm -hmm. or move outside of Chicago. I live currently in one of the highest per capita tax counties in the in the country. Our our tax rate is higher than Beverly Hills. That's absurd. Okay. So our effective tax base is I'm paying more per dollar, so to speak, for what I get than Beverly Hills. See Even that, though they're more expensive and the houses are millions it. of dollars and so forth, they're paying less percentage-wise in taxes. Than I am. Sounds like another good reason to have a smaller government. 
But what do we do with those tax dollars, right? So that's another conversation. What do we do with them? No, I'm just saying, what do we, we as a country was, do with I them? Say, do we, we don't. You and we I waste do. them. Yeah, the, it know. gets it goes. But my to point people. is, you can you can move a lot of places. You can go a lot of places. Yeah. You can do a lot of things, and everything is a choice. And that was what I was trying to get across to these people: is everything is a choice. Well, no, it's not. Yes, it I think most people is. most people are too afraid to challenge their their current standings to find out what the difference. They was. don't want to get out of their comfort zone. And so I never wanted to move out of my hometown. I was the only one. Everybody else was like, I want to get out of, I want to, well, I grew up in a town, Anderson, Anderson, Indiana. Now I know it's all over the place. I love it when I come here. Uh, but I grew up in Anderson, Indiana, and I never wanted to leave the town. Why did I never want to leave the town? My family was there. My friends were there. I had made a lot of memories. I knew it everywhere. And, I, and even like when you'd have to drive somewhere, I love that place. I could not understand why people wanted to leave. I don't know if it's because I just, I take a better perspective on things. I, I think more positively about things in most areas, but so, of course, I'm the one that got a job that made me leave my hometown. For, basically, it was like, this is the next, this is the best step I can make for my family and my growth is to leave my hometown. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that I did. And it's only because I went from a red state to a blue state. I went from, I, I got a job that introduced me to things. I didn't know what an HOA was. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd never heard of an HOA. And it forced me when like buying my own house to to really grasp what the taxes were, what they were doing, because I was raised. You got outside your bubble. That's exactly what happened. I, w- I was forced to to see what was going on from both sides because I already seen one side. Now I'd seen the other. And that's when the best thing I did was, well, I had a supportive wife who told me to be honest. And I was. I was honest with myself. And now because of that, we get to look at everything. Everything that we can, we, we know there's always something outside of our view and we try to reach for that so that we can take in more information to make a better decision. We have a different 10 year plan now than we did a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of how much more information we've taken You're in. You're growing as a person year. though. Weird. I, I know. I try not Imagine to. Imagine getting more information, absorbing <laughs> it, figuring out if it works for you. Forming your own opinion, I think that's, and changing your it, life based on that. Well, it goes back to to proving anything scientifically. You you gather information, you test it, and see if it holds consistent. And yeah. and that that's exactly what we've been doing. And that's what I think most people aren't doing now. People, uh, they're very in, analytical people who that they end up just being okay with what's going on or they truly aren't it goes back to honesty they're not really challenging themselves and they're not being honest with themselves so the the, the same gentleman that i gave the information to of like where to live and where he's living on his own he's doing yep. really good i asked him I was like so who are you gonna vote for he's like well, biden okay why and i'm not asking him because i didn't vote for biden i'm asking because he can bring a perspective to me because we live different lives and he's like well i'll never vote for trump what's that's, but why he's like because I hate him. Okay, why? Like you're, you're not you're not really saying anything. It's not a position. It's a opinion. Yeah, and what's well, and it's it doesn't even build into that. And he's like, and it's it, opinion based on nothing. What it eventually came down feelings. to. What it eventually came down to, and what he it admitted to me was, well, it's not acceptable for anybody in my culture to vote for him. He's like, whoa, what is what is what does that mean? Like th- then we've opened up this whole other thing that doesn't have to do with Trump. Of like, how can we have a culture of any people? That would just say we don't do X because we don't like it. That's not that's not a thing. It, that's actually that's like the early stages of like superstition to me. Like some of my va- my favorite videos on YouTube are the people that go to campuses or cities and say, you know, Obama said these things or Trump said these things, and they're actually the opposite 
somebody else said them and they're like, oh, I don't agree. Or like Hillary Clinton said and this. And then we and, tell oh, them I actually said it. Or I, I completely agree with that. And then it was actually a Trump comment or it was actually an Obama comment. Or I love those because people don't, it shows you how critically inept some people are in their thinking. And well, that that's what it goes down to: not being able to separate, not being able to really appreciate what things are, uh, what the source is versus the information. Because I mean, a broken clock's right two times a day. Correct. And so you can have an absolute scum of a person still say or do something right, or that's impactful to your life. Mm-hmm. And I just think most people don't have. I think that some politicians are viewed as whatever way they view them. You know, that person's a um, of the devil, or that person's the savior for the for yeah. The, they're gonna they're gonna the make a change that fixes my life. Whatever it is, um, and you can label whomever, whichever candidate you want. The but, only candidate I've ever supported was the rent is too damn high candidate. You ever heard of him? Mm-mm. Oh, he, he ran on the premise and solely the premise of the rent is too damn high. It was it was it was a mockery. Uh, okay. But uh, not for me, but like what he was running on. And the, ultimately, though, um, I, it sparks a good conversation for the idea of there are things that are breaking that nobody's keeping in check. And so when you think about the housing market. Well, go back to 2008 or 2005, 26, 2007, 2008, right? I think basically what happened in the in the housing market and the reason it failed is because people went bigger and better and they couldn't afford it. And the banks were allowing it to happen. Correct. And it all went back to Clinton, actually, because Clinton said everybody should be able to to have affordable housing or housing that they want. We shouldn't put restrictions on people just because they have bad credit. And so then we had these subprime mortgages and people who couldn't afford a $300,000 house were buying $300,000 houses with no income verification. So maybe they were a butterfly, you know, they grew butterflies in their basement (laughs) and made, you know, and they were considering $15,000 a year, yeah. but said, oh, I'm, a, you know, I'm looking at a $3 million house or, you know, the, Be, but the big they joke didn't with understand. They didn't understand what it meant to have a mortgage payment and what it was. They, they might've understood it cost money, but they didn't know like that one, it can change too. your prices can go up and it can go down rarely, but it can go down, go up or down. And they didn't know that you have to be able to cover that. They were, they were just thinking I was going to get this really nice thing. And well, now they wanted it. They didn't yeah. deserve it or they didn't earn it. They deserve, deserve it. and earn is a, is a hard word because I think that those words imply that they're lesser when in all actuality. No, I just meant from a financial standpoint. No, I, I understand what you mean, but I think that this is where we, we, you have to be careful to not piss people off. This is where a progressive would say they absolutely deserve it because they're a human. Exactly. And okay. Th- and that's and a different conversation, though. It is, but it's not because you still use the word. I agree with you that it is, but since you said it. Okay, but words are words. I can't change them. But they are changing. Okay. Words are changing all the time, and I, I don't like But that. not necessarily I, for the better. I want to be. No, they're not changing for the better, and that's, this is why I want to be clear that I'm not arguing with you in the sense of I think what you're saying is wrong. What I'm saying is I don't. I don't think it's right, but it is happening. So I feel like we're going all over the place with it. So there, there was some conversations that, about nothing. That's what we do. Perfect. Uh, I met somebody who was the daughter of one of the board members at one of the facilities I worked at. Super smart girl. She was just finished her freshman year. She's getting ready for her sophomore year in college. Um, and I said the R word in front of her, which if you don't know is retarded. Mm. And so she went in and she she tore into me, into my face, which, you know, I got to respect her for doing that because I'm notably bigger than her as far as age. And she didn't know me. I'm, I'm, I work essentially for her father. Um, and so she, she tore into me. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I have no, and she's like, they changed the word. They don't even use it. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, thank you. I'm glad you told me this. I'm going to research it because I knew I was going to come back. Mm-hmm. And I was raised in one of six states that did not change the word, which is why I'd never heard of it. It never, it never reached me in my bedroom. Playing. So it never thought of you not to use it in the terms that it was meant for. Yeah. Got it. And, be, and well, they changed the word. Like uh, all but six states actually changed the word. To that, mentally no, challenged. Not even, or, no, no, because those were considered like insulting to say that too. Mm. I, I don't remember what it was. I think it was, I want to say it was four or five different words that, that mean the same thing. In fact, there's a big uprising right now of people saying, you're not really saying what people have. You've soft coded the word so much that people don't understand the severity of the condition. Like, like mothers who have children that are mentally challenged. And they're like, no, no, you need to know. What are you a shameless fan? Shameless. The series Shameless. Oh, I've only seen like two episodes. Okay. So I was never a fan. I've just started binge watching it a little bit. <laughs> there's, so I won't spoil it. And if people who are listening right now going, yeah, I know exactly where he's going with that. There's an episode where um, a baby is born with um, Down syndrome and he has mental retardation, um, which is a real phrase or real couple of words put together. It may, oh, that, and, and how they handle it in the episode is funny and clever and real, but it goes to the social stigma of the word. And Did so they? if you ever start watching that, you'll know what I'm talking about. When you get to the episode, you'll be like, oh, that's what Richard was talking gotcha. about. But the words are still used out there. It's not that people stopped using them. They just, the connotation of the words but became something else. But when you change the definition, so with that conversation, I went to her the next time I saw her and I said, hey, I read what you're talking about. And you were right. They did change the word. Um, it's hard for me because think I showed her the six states that never did. I was like, so you're talking to somebody who's made it to 33 years of age that this has never been a thing. And my mother used to work in taking care of people that were physically and mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's, I was like, so you got to understand there are people out there that you essentially yelled at me because of something that I couldn't help. Because no reasonable person can research everything to know what not to say. Mm-hmm. I was doing my best off of any information that I was given. Now, this led to her and I having about five different conversations, uh, very long conversations while at the facility. In one of them, uh, we got into where words had changed. And I said words had changed. She said that it wasn't changing. And the specific word was racist. Mm-hmm. And so I gave her the example that obviously this is absurd. But if four black people beat me up and they told me it's because I was white, is that racist? She said no. Yes. I was like, it is because it's discriminating against me for my skin color. The definition of racism is discriminating against someone for the color of their skin. Well, well it's, it's, it's actually, ethnicity. it's, it's uh, you know what, you can look it up if you wanted to. But the issue, though, is certain dictionaries are changing the definition. So, like Oxford. You mean Wikipedia? or just Oxford is going to have a different definition than Webster. And by so, the way, those are even being changed on the fly. That's, During the election period, the words were even changed See, I didn't because of that. certain things that were happening. So yeah. I, I gave her, I gave her, more, I tried to make it more broad. And it's only because I'm trying to challenge, I don't want her to think I'm right. I want her to challenge her thought process, period. And what I gave her the example of was, okay, so let's say four people of one ethnicity attacks another person because of their ethnicity. What is that? She's like, well, it depends. I go, no, it doesn't. There's a word for it. It's called racism. The, the issue is, is the, the word racist is now being used to plaster on everything to make it bad, what still taking away its aggressiveness on the individual. So now we get to say a 
society or a culture is racist, but you can't say that somebody that is part of one of those minorities is in fact racist. I just looked it up on Google. Racism is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is minority or marginalized. Second definition is the belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities, especially so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior to one another. Inferior or superior is the part that I was referencing that goes either way of thinking they're better or worse. And it said particularly of minority groups. That's because it's easier to pick on the smaller person, the, the smaller group. But it can go either way. Anybody can be racist to somebody else. And it's sad. It's, it's unfortunate that that even exists, that we have this separation, these groups, uh, and there's no reason for them besides somebody else wanted to exercise power, and now we've got bad things. Now, the first three or four conversations I had with her, you would have thought that she was prepping for war. You would have thought that she was, she was, and every conversation I was like, I don't know why you're getting so angry. I'm just trying to talk to you. And at the end of it, I told her like what I feel. And I told her there, I go, but I want you to understand that all the talks we've had, I don't want to prove you wrong. I want to find out what your thought process is. I'm only asking you the same questions I've asked myself and how I've got to where I am. And that's the most important skill to gain out of that is learning to question things and be honest um, obviously not crossing to the line of like conspiracy theorists or anything, but, and that's just a trait that I, I feel like is being lost dramatically, like in droves. So one of the, in, um, things that were, that was prevalent during the election was people were inter- being interviewed and saying, would you ever socialize or would you ever become friends with, and then the opposite party. So they yeah. were mainly, they were doing it with liberals or, or progressives. And they were saying, would you ever be friends with a Republican or a conservative? No. That is, see, that that's such, we're, we're cutting a country in half, and you're saying I can't be friends with half of them. Because of their political beliefs. Completely irrelevant. To me, I actually welcome more people into my life that have opposing views, simply from the standpoint of, I want to I learn wh- not what they know or what they feel, but why they feel it. Well, why do you have that position? Like, if you feel that Donald Trump is a racist... Other than your emotional feeling, or you saw it on some newscast, somebody or you else read it somewhere, it or you somebody told you what specifically, and they could be right. They could be a hundred percent right, and that's the best and reason I could learn to find something. out why. Correct. That's exactly why. And that's it, why I want to find out that information. I'm just using that as an example, but you could use any example anywhere in society of anything that goes on, and you could say, "I don't agree with that," but I want to find out why that person believes that. So, and uh, the best moment I've had with myself with trying to have these conversations, and because of where I work, most of the time people I talk to are between ages 16 and 19 or so, maybe a little lower than that. Um, I recently had a revelation with people who were pro-choice to go back to the abortion mm-hmm. uh, when I'm I'm pretty staunchly pro-life. Um, a perspective has changed that I, I recently threw a, probably a two-hour conversation over the course of the whole day. Um, I've found that they essentially find the value of a good life to be worth far more than having the chance of a life at all. So they would rather not have the opportunity, like not exist. Their, their opinion for a, for a person is that it makes more sense to never have the opportunity for a good life because you risk having a bad life. That That is their, their reason for why they support pro-choice is because the opportunity is not worth the risk. But don't you think that's lack of experience? Well, I, I could assume that. 
but it was interesting for me to hear that because that was very honest of them. But where are they getting that from? So I would say that's probably being indoctrinate, indoctrinated from professors, teachers, um, you know, liberal, just it's a liberal ideology and they're getting it from somewhere because if they talk to people on the other side of the fence, if the, if, if they were having the conversation that really needed to happen, people of an opposing mindset would give them other information and then they could come to that conclusion on their own, how they really felt. But when you're constantly being told this, this object is blue and you don't know what color it is, but you're being constantly told that object it's gonna is blue. It's going to be blue to you. And somebody up, else comes up and goes, wait a minute, that's red or that's green or that's purple or whatever. whatever like, no, 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 that's blue. Only because you've been told your entire <laughs> life that that was blue, you don't know the difference. I tried to talk to my wife into letting me te- like swap utensils on one of her kids, make them think that like forks are spoons and spoons are forks. Just so but it, Okay, so that's school, a good example. So if, if you always taught your children that spoons were forks and forks were spoons and they went to somebody else's house, they would adamantly defend that position. Because I made their reality. Correct. Yeah. And then they don't know otherwise. And it's it's about finding out. But and ultimately, we as a people, as a human race, could decide that we're going to swap them. So going back to the to. social media thing. Okay. So what I was telling these people over a three-day period was, I understand your point of view. And I understand why you're coming at me the way that you are, because you don't have the experience to know otherwise. Your experience is, she should have the right the inalienable right, which is the word I used, or the two words that I used. It's not one word. No, you're good at counting. I get right. it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I are smart. Um, sh- she, use, she, she should have the inal- inalienable right of just having what she wants. And I said, the world doesn't work that way. It doesn't work to how what no. you want just because you want it. She has the right to make her changes. She doesn't have the entitlement. She has the right to, to her the, choices, and that's it. Yeah. The world doesn't have to go bend around her choices she has to bend around the world no okay. i i agree completely but the the but thing i was is, getting that feedback of when you were just describing right. that you were speaking from experience Correct. I, I think that's good because i was realizing that's where they see the privilege like they when you when you speak from experience, so it's privilege to have experience in a weird way it is i mean do you trust do you trust a bridge that was built this morning or a bridge that's been holding for 50 years 50 years because it's been there longer Correct. right it's uh, withstood. It, it's withstood the test. So of time. experience does have value, and therefore adds privilege or benefit to your life. But instead of somebody saying, "I could benefit from that from you," mm. it's how dare you put that on to me? How dare you put your privilege on me and make me believe your values? Because and all, all you were doing is and and you know what? You didn't know that she had anxiety issues. I had you, no idea. Yeah, and we the, later found that out. Just messaging back and forth oh you too on t- yeah so she would she would make another video and respond to one of my comments now i wasn't going to make a video and respond to her comments yeah. i was just going to work within my three sentences or whatever it was i can't wait to find this and, and that's watch this very thread. and that's very difficult to do i'll show you after the after the podcast Perfect. um and so i can i can show you that and you can go look it up and you can read the three or four or five hundred yeah. comments that came after it and there was a lot of people that were liking what i said and supporting what i said but See, i wasn't focused on those people i was focused on the people that were putting their two cents in and calling me a privileged white man saying that I was being insensitive to what she was saying. They were talking about the big, hold on. This is the biggest part of it. And that I was wrapping all of this into a, a nice little bow here. They started talking about changing the system. So that's where I spent the majority of my time because I wanted to get people to understand 
I was just simply making a suggestion or a solution. I'm not trying to change the entire system of she should be able to make more money because she had a bachelor's and a master's degree and we underpay people who have those. That's a separate issue altogether. I'm not here to change the world in a day because it's not going to happen in my lifetime, your lifetime, or their lifetime. It's going to take years and years and decades of change because of the way things are set up now. Institutions, higher learning institutions, are no longer higher learning institutions. They're businesses. And yeah. they're there for the resorts say for profit. I think they're resorts. They're there to get as much money as possible to do as much as they want to with that money. Your education and what you learn is probably now their least, the least of their concerns. No, that's that's at the door. That's at the door that gets you to, to walk in. And there is no difference between going to a university now than like when I went on a cruise. Um, obviously the, the surroundings aren't as comfortable, but you think it's this X price, which already seems like a lot, but you know what? I should, I should get some good experience out of this, mm-hmm. but then you walk in, everything else has a price tag. Everything else costs more money. Completing anything else is going mm-hmm. to cost you more. And in a weird way you knew it, but you were never, it was impossible for you to be prepared for what it actually was. But then you have to defend your choice. So that's the weird yeah. part of it, right? So it's not that you learned from your mistake or you learned that this has a cost yeah. a further cost or, or or a higher cost to the decision that you made, but you're going to defend it. Just like I was saying your kid would defend that it's a fork instead yeah. of a spoon because that was what he knew. And by the way, your, well, your I, experience, I think that's a little bit different. His father or her father yeah. and them respecting you and, and your finding opinion. out that I lied to them their whole life about a well, fork and a spoon. But, but because it, they took that at face value and trusted you, it's a trust thing, right? So yep. they trusted that you were telling them the right thing. And now all of a sudden they go to school and they realized it's all a lie. This is so many And then words, they have to defend it because now they're embarrassed. That, see, that's a, there's a big difference between defending something because you've been taught your whole life it's one way and I made this decision and if I back out of it now, I'm going to be embarrassed. But see, I respect this girl because we were going back and forth and she was explaining it to me and I said, look, I have nothing against you personally. I respect you. are living on your own in LA by yourself. You Crazy have high impressive. anxiety, no, no roommate. You're trying to make the best of it. I respect that. Please don't misconstrue no, your efforts what are, I'm telling your you. Your efforts are amazing. Top notch. I respect the hell out of what you're doing. But understand, because you've made that choice, you're at a deficit right now. And so what I've said is, you could do this, this, and this. I don't know your situation. Now that I do, and I understand that you can't have a roommate, and you can't do this, and you don't have family, and they're toxic, and all this other stuff, but go get a second job. And for $52 a week, then make your ends meet. Or or when your lease is up, maybe go live with a friend, pay half the rent, save $650 a month, you'll save $7,800 a year, and then in two years, you put that $15,000 down on a house, maybe not in LA, but somewhere that's more affordable, and now you're living a better life, and by the way, your job that you just started, however many years ago, or a year ago, or whatever it is, because you're a recent graduate. Should have a higher return. Should have a higher return as you go along. You know, and, and, and or you've chose a job that didn't pay for your master's degree, like a school teacher. You can go and teach and get your master's degree and they'll pay for it, but you have a smaller income overall than other people who have business degrees and get master's degrees. It's it's all a choice. So I was just trying to explain to her, this is a choice. And so I was then defending her to the other people that were attacking me. And this is what social media does. It doesn't, social media doesn't make us who we are, it exposes us who we are. That's a good point. It exposes 
and, oh, and, and that's not my, and that's not my phrase. That's a that, uh, there's a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk who said okay. that. So I, I I can't claim that phrase, but he says that he says social media exposes who we are. There, so if you're a person who's uneducated because you don't have the experience and you don't know, and you go on Facebook or or Instagram or TikTok and you start spouting your ideolog uh, ideological beliefs. As you, as as but truth what's or fact, though, you're going to get exposed. That, that's true, but the only people that are going to acknowledge it are the people that know better. So, I mean, if if you're exposing that you're an idiot to a field of idiots, they don't know any better. The frustrating part is they think I'm an idiot, and I think they're an idiot. But maybe, maybe, maybe you are. See, that's, that's and I thing. might be. That's that's the thing. I, th I think it's it's the assumption that I could be wrong. People it, people lack humility. People do not have the ability to self-reflect and say, this could have been a bad decision. I need to change this. I did this wrong. Now how can I fix it? Instead, it's, why didn't this work? Somebody else did this. I, it's unfair. This was not supposed to happen. But that's it's almost like they don't understand gambling because that's what it is. Every choice you make is a gamble. You're, you're making an investment on yourself. I don't know what the degree was in, the, the master's was in. Business. Business. Okay. So... I refuse to believe that they couldn't move to any other state to have a master's in business and not find a job, not only making more money, but having lower cost of living. Because mm -hmm. uh, business applies to almost anything. I mean, she got a, job, got a job at White Castle in Indiana making over forty-five grand a year doing in business. It's, it's so, I mean, making more money and then lowering your My cost point of living. Was, your life is about choices and you made this choice. So now you have to live with it, so to speak, short term, long term, yep. whatever it is. But you're on, and there's social more, media she platform could break complaining a lease. about it. She could break a lease. She could move back in and, well, maybe she couldn't. You know what I mean? It's, it's really hard because people play this what if game. And they, they it's keep, a 60 second piece of uh, content I know. that she created. I'm talking about when and you we're, have a and we're making, all, but I know, but we're making all these assumptions based on her 60 seconds of here's my life in a, in a very, very small, um, time capsule. And then I make a very, very short three sentence comment or two sentence comment. That's three, you know, three yeah. lines long or three and a half lines long, however much you get. And people thought they knew me as a person versus now I haven't created any on that account. I've created no content, so they don't know, based on other videos I've created, what kind of person I am. Yeah. I don't follow a whole lot of people. A lot of people don't follow me because I don't create any content. I just I just like to view it just to see kind of what's going on in society. You need to. You need to. It's, it's a good window. But, I mean, it's it's just like everything ties into some, everything else. And I get so, almost get so sick of saying that. But, like, when somebody goes and complains like that on social media, is it because they're an attention junkie? Is it because they really want to reach out? Is it because there's a way to make money? And on maybe them? she was doing it for the greater point was that people was, need to know that this is a thing people need to know that i have a master's in and i have a bachelor's and a master's in business and i'm only making this amount of money and maybe she was trying to expose the ine the inequities in our society and maybe she was doing that and good for her yeah but at that point she still has a shortfall of 52 dollars a week and i was like hey there's a lot of different ways you can do it here's just a couple of suggestions and getting roasted for it i just i couldn't i could believe it but I couldn't believe it. And it's sad that we have to acknowledge that that's a reality, that that you you gave advice. Again, I haven't seen them. I don't know if you're like, hey, dumb dumb. This how you. I don't know how you phrased it. Well, there was probably after the second day of just people calling you an idiot, or stupid, or privileged. I might have got a little testy with a couple people, but I tried to keep it very very. And and to her credit, she kept a very level head about it. Okay. And when she was posting her her video responses, she was like, look, I know you don't understand my situation, but 
Here's a little bit more information. And Which so is helpful. She and I would go back and forth on that, and then more people would attack it. And it was just like she wasn't attacking it. The people were defending her, not really knowing her entire situation until I brought that out to so light. So you guys were having a conversation, and there was an audience saying that you're wrong. Correct. And the, the and she was right, and I was like, well, hold on a second. But she's not even arguing anything. No. No, you got you, you, she presented an issue. Correct. You provided... An option. And I go back to politics. This is exactly what happened in the election for a year and a half or two years. It was, you have, you're an idiot because you support this person. And that was the entire argument. It wasn't based on nothing else other than their feelings about that candidate. That's it. It wasn't based on facts. It wasn't based on, well, I don't support this person because, and here's a list of facts and figures and everything else. It was, you're an idiot because you're a racist and a white supremacist because you voted for that individual. I, I well, just, it's not that simple. I don't. I choosing. And if it is that simple, how sad it is. And that's that's where it's it's so weird because most of the time when I have these discussions about these, it really just ends bad because there, there's no positive side. There's there's nothing that I can go do or you can go do that that's going to fix this. So it's really sad. Even though I'm I'm a very happy guy and I'm very lucky to have the life I have, but and there, the money and the money you have oh yeah rolling yeah. in money oh. i call it vin money you do call yeah. it vin money and yep. that, i'm actually trying to get new bills printed with that on it vin money because it. they don't make a high enough bill that i need to <laughs> so carry I go around. to cvs with my vin money and they're like hey that's not really <laughs> the, that's not like, real we can't money. break that no no that's this too, is no. vin money this is this is more valuable <laughs> i'm gonna buy this store no mm. uh so it's 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 such a pessimistic thing to look at when you have to break those down yeah i know the that's picture changed photo isn't it yeah it's first time it's been up there that's a vineyard that's it's my vineyard. vineyard. That, it looks like a vineyard. That's my it's vineyard. Beautiful, but uh, and so with with those still being so sad, uh, it's I don't know. It's like I don't know the end game here. Like I don't know where it goes. It's just kind of like I hope it gets better. I think the pand. So bring this back to our original conversation from last week in the last episode. Yeah, was the pandemic has kind of brought out the good and bad side of everybody, right? So you have a conversation with somebody and it's given them so much more opportunity to, and because they have time on their hands to have a very strange debate. Like they're not really debating the facts. They're debate. They're debating their opinions based on things they've just seen randomly. And it's kind of like trying to quarantine five or six different toddlers in a, in a playpen, you, you know, one goes out that way and then you try to corral them all and, yeah, and, they have and tools. get them all in here. And now you've cleaned up everything. And by the time you've cleaned up everything, they've started making a mess. I mean, that's sometimes how I feel like these conversations are going. You cleaned up one area over here and you kind of got to an agreement over here, but now all of a sudden well, we've social media moves so fast. You're not allowed. Points. It moves. And so you don't have a, so like on Facebook, you can sit there and you can put a, a whole novel together and people stop reading it after a while, but you can, Oh yeah, I don't read anything. Long. You if can take if I have hit the more button, I don't read it, but here's the thing. You can do it. You can, no, you can state your opinion as far as what you think in a very coherent way on Instagram, TikTok, all of Snapchat, whatever. You can't do that. You have 60 seconds on TikTok to, for a video to explain something. Otherwise you have to go to part one, part two, yeah. part three, whatever. Or if you respond to it, you have, what is it, 164 characters on Twitter? I don't know. I, don't, I have a Twitter. Something like that. It. Or maybe less than that on TikTok. So you have a very small window to make your point. And so sometimes I find myself saying, okay, well, I could say that, or I could say that, or I Somehow say that. we can reach everyone 
but we can only give them the smallest portion. So I try to give them the most important thing, and then they jump on you for that. And you're like, well, wait a minute. This is a very small piece of Because it's actually about. a terrible way to communicate. You, you, the, the communication between one human being to another is ridiculously complex, and it has so many nuances that changes with generation, with time, with surroundings, with where you live. Your accents make you feel a certain accents from different. I would argue society has become more informed than we've ever been in our entire lives because of the internet, but also more misinformed. But we are so much more misinformed and almost stupid to the point where. We've got so much information at our fingertips that we know absolutely nothing. The, the, the communication capabilities with the technology has moved faster than we're able to keep up with it because you, you're able to share accurate information with everyone, but 10 people now get to share misinformation about the exact sure. same and topic bias, with everyone too. And your bias allows you to either believe it or not. And you also limit your capability to express your opinion about it, that it is a cold cut. Like you you, you, you read what that person said and you shared your best advice at the root of it. Because you could have sat down with her and had an hour and a half conversation of why this is important, da 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 da, da. But you didn't. You didn't have the space. I almost, wanted to t- I almost wanted to message her and say, would you be willing to come on the podcast yeah. and have this discussion? And... You should. And basically say, this is my point. This is what I was trying to accomplish in, in my 60 seconds. Because what's happening is... And then is, have that discussion. But doing it on TikTok, you can't. You can't do it. And that's and people live and breathe by this now. They live by these responses. And it's made it to where nobody can really appreciate it. As somebody who's... I, I think I'm relatively good at talking. I think I'm pretty good at communicating my points to people. But... That's one of the reasons why the only time I really go on social media is to troll. And I know that's bad. That's toxic. It's not good. But I just go on there because I like to see if I can make somebody mad. Not good. Very bad of me. But uh, it's because I'm not going to be able to actually express anything effective and life-changing to somebody on that. In in the election, I saw some of these. uh, It was probably a meme or something like that where somebody said, have you ever gone on Facebook and looked at somebody's post and gone, hmm. Now I'm going to change my opinion on the election. No. It just doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Um, have you? There's a Netflix special called The Social Dilemma. I've not watched it. Okay. Everybody's been talking to me about so it. So I heard, you got to watch it. I, I probably have you watched it? Probably a hundred people told me you got to watch it. Yeah, I watched it the other day. Okay. It's probably not what I expected it to be. It's a little more common sense stuff that I thought it didn't oh, really no. dive into so the we're gonna watch it and think complexities yeah, of what I thought it was going to, but they had so many different people from the social media world, so to speak, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, um, Facebook, Instagram. I think there's people from Twitter. Uh, I don't think they had anybody from Parlor because they mentioned it a couple of times, but um, I'm when surprised they, they had Parlor on there. Well, only from the standpoint of they, they referenced it because of the election. And because of people's, you know, opinions and values, and they have a place to kind of go and, and have an outlet to those of like-minded people, so to speak. Yeah. Um, because it's thought of as the conservative Facebook, so to speak. Um, it's, which, it, which it's not. It's not leaning at all. It's literally just anybody say whatever you want. Well, Facebook wasn't that way either, and I think it's turned into a liberal. You know, you say that, but a lot of people are telling me that people like Ben Shapiro and all them, they're, I'm being told that they're like ruling Facebook. Like they're all over the place. And I think it depends on your feed, right? I, well, so I, think algorithms I think I'm surrounded by dictate. people on the left, so I don't ever see anything like that. But the point of that is, is so watch it. I would just say watch okay. it because it shows how addicted we are to social media and it shows how addicted we are to our phones. Yeah, my friend gave devices. me the same advice. He's he, he told me that after watching that, it basically changed the way that he... <laughs> 
uses and his so phone. the way they do it is they have kind of like this so uh, did you ever watch mad men the series mad men no okay so one of the characters in there one of the actors is in is in this social dilemma um documentary or movie or what do you want to call it and so he's kind of the he there's three of him so he's like he's like a triplet he's He's the conscience of social media, if they, if you will. And he kind of, he has all these, he's pulling these levers and doing all of these, you know, he's kind of like the wizard behind the curtain. And so when people aren't paying attention to certain things, he's like, okay, we need to bounce that ad. And so he'll he'll direct that ad towards the, the individual person. Or they haven't been on their phone for a while, so let's, let's prompt them to get back on their phone and let's send them a photo of one of their ex-girlfriends or whatever it is. So... Social media, basically the, the point is social media is constantly manipulating you to stay on that social media platform more often. The longer you're on there, the more they, they don't advertise care. you, the more they, they don't get care paid. about you as a person. They want you, they want your eyes on their app all the time. That's all they care about. And however they have to do it through advertising, through sending you, through the algorithm, sending you things that you, if you like puppies, they're going to show you a shit ton of puppies. If you like um, sports, they're going to fill your your feed with sports if you like what's well, whatever you respond to if if you're a person that responds well and it more even goes hate. down to i'm on tiktok and i happen to pause greater on this particular 60 second cre- creative piece of content and then i just flip through the rest of them that's all if recorded you paused the algorithm says okay you paused on that you liked it i'm going to send you more of that or i'm going to send you because you commented on somebody's and i'm going to send you more of that creator's Content. I, I love what the algorithm can do when done right, uh, you know, despite everything that's going on behind the scenes and what they're really trying to do with it. Uh, because on my TikTok, it's almost pure comedy. It's As you scroll through, it's nothing but things that make me laugh. Really? And it really is, most of the time. And my, Mine is not that way. But my wife and I, so like we've had time where we'll just lay in bed just before she had TikTok. And, and four could, hours later, you're down a rabbit hole. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it was, that's what TikTok was. Now my wife just started doing TikTok. And um, she's going at it with a different purpose. And, like, I, she needed my phone because I have a better camera. And so she was using my phone. So I had to un- or back out of my TikTok. She had it. And I was I was bored. I was on the toilet. And I was like, I got to use my phone. So I was like, I'll just go through my wife's TikTok and scroll through whatever her feed was. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I absolutely, if that was mm. the stuff that was popping up on mine, uh, the amount of women that were just doing subjectional things to themselves on it and the dancing that they were doing and some of the aggressive things that people were saying, not even related to that, it was just like, wow. I well, let's be honest. So TikTok is full of young girls between the ages of probably 16 and 25. The goal is to show as little skin as, or as much skin and as yeah. little clothing as possible, not have a bra on. Right, so they're trying to get away. So you with say, doing, "Let's be honest," but that's not what pops up in my feed. Really? Yeah, I'll show you my feed when this happens, and that might pop up, but it's like every ten. But it's 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 trying to push the envelope without really exp- opening the envelope, so yeah. to speak. And and a lot of it, it's not just that. It's it's a lot of other things. It's car crashes, and it's you know political stuff, and it's see, puppies. I, I love I love how TikTok works because I'm watching TikTok for fun. But again, that yeah. video that my friend shared with me was on TikTok, and I never would have saw that if he didn't share it with me. TikTok never would have thought that I would enjoy that. Which I like the creative pieces. Like if you're yeah. truly creative and you've put time into creating a piece, not mimicking everything else that's on TikTok and just doing a different version of it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about original content. You're like, oh, I haven't seen that before. That's really good. And I'll watch that and I'll like it or I'll make a comment about it or whatever. It'd be a lot of fun. That's stuff that I like. And you, you don't find a lot of it on there all the time. And so when I come across it, I'm like, oh, that's really good. I really yeah. appreciate that. 
And so the reason I don't create a lot of content or any right now is I'm trying to figure out what that balance for me is. What what would be good for me? And I have a few ideas, but I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I mean, See, I, I feel like I'm so negative in my conversations when my views are actually very positive. And that's one thing I told my wife is like, I think I'm just going to try because she's doing the TikTok and she's like getting followers and uh, she's doing really well. And uh, I was like, I maybe I'll just give like little tips. Like you saw it the other day. You were making fun of me for it. And I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, of it. you I'm did. Like, really? Uh, <laughs> well, you made a, a comment. Yeah, you made oh, a comment. on one of your TikToks. Yeah. Yes. And um, which I thought was funny because you're on there. So now I got to, I got to see now I got to go and reverse that and find you. See, and I, follow you. I, I hardly do any content. So it's, but that's, I, I was thinking, I was like, my wife's like, well, cause I told her, I was like, I'd like to help on TikTok, And she's like, well, what are you good at? And I'm like, I don't, Maybe I'm negative. I don't think everything I'm good at anything. and nothing at the same time. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm, I can help you with about anything, but I'm not good at anything. And she's like, I think you give good advice. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I I think I do too. Maybe, maybe. Well, and that's why I do this. Yeah, because you kind of hide behind the you hide behind something that's not there, the camera, right? So as soon as you put yourself on camera, you're exposing yourself. Well, I brush my hair for this camera, so I'm upset that there's not. One. I noticed that. That's a lie. I brush my hair every I day. I was like. I have, oh, I have probably the dapperest I've ever. I have is that two, even a word, dapperest? The it most, is now. most dapper I've ever if seen. If anything deserves that word, by the it's way, my that, hair. that that word shows my age. It does. Do we dapper? even use that? Would even that use I know. That I know dapper. Well, no, no, it's do not. We use no. that word anymore? No, no. Well, my friends aren't going to know what Lit. dapper is. Like you're, Lit. you're, you're <sighs> That's that doesn't feel like it does it though. But that's not no something lit is like oh, it's, it's yeah I know great. I know there's a, so there's some TikToks okay what, what I say that is, go through all the I say new it's words I feel, okay. I feel like on point sure. is is it's, that might it's, even be a little outdated that is a little bit but I think that shows when I graduated high school but it's enough that most people know what it means there is a word that there is a word for that and I, I saw it on a TikTok but to be clear I brush my hair all the time I have two brushes in the truck so that I can brush my hair like as I drive really yes. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because my mom said brush. My, I, I have two brushes. They're wet brushes. I don't know if you're, you, you probably don't need a wet brush. You, I haven't. How much a, hair do you have on underneath that hat? It does. I don't feel like it's a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot. And this is long. See, like you don't need, you need, you need a comb at most. I, I, I wash my hair in the morning. Mm -hmm. I put a little, I put a little paste in there, run it through my head. You know, small survey. And I do it all with my hand, with Un my fingers. Unrelated to everything that we've pretty much ever talked to. Uh, what kind of conditioner do you use? I use an all-in-one. See, and that's fine because I used to forever. And then I found out that you can use different conditioners, mm. and man, does it mean a difference. Well, conditioner, a lot of stuff has wax in it. it well, that's what or it is. Paraffins it, or whatever it basically it coats your hair in a form of plastic yeah. to make it look pretty. So I use something that doesn't give you dandruff because you can get the flakes from just regular shampoo. So I no, found I know. something... I that's out there. I think Dove. I think you use a Dove product. So Dove has something. I have from to men. use the medical grade. I have psoriasis on my scalp. Ooh. So to to maintain this type of hair, I have to. I hate it. I feel like such a. So you need like a dermatology shit. I I have to use something that is for for that. Which mm. I then I have to like separate my hair to scalp through to like actually rub my scalp. Sure. I have to let that. Sit I did in. that when I was a teenager. I had the same problem. I have to let it sit in until it burns. Mm. Then I get to wash that out. Then I get to use Been the there. shampoo, shampoo yeah. conditioner I like that produces this hair. Yeah, I, I, I did that as a kid. It was not fun. It's not fun. And it it, mine's only gotten worse as I've gotten older. And I actually have some, um, not allergies, but my skin reacts differently to some different soaps. Well, you're getting old, too, so th yeah, things well, are just I'm generally falling fun, apart. But, um, <laughs> so we use, we use the Walmart version of the Dove okay. um, body moisturizer because it's the same thing. I like the Dove one a little you better. Use, you use like body stuff. I don't mm. see. I don't. I'm maybe it's just, I'm still, it's just body wash. It's not. Okay. I don't use like a fucking loofah or anything. I don't. Know, I, I just feel like your body gets washed 
as you're washing your hair, right? Okay, so um, really, you're not supposed to wash your hair with soap every day. I know. Okay. And I hate that. Um, so there's hate hockey players out there that are like, hey, I don't wash my hair every day, even though they sweat and everything. They just they wash it with water, and they wash it maybe two or three times a they week. They don't put product in. Yeah. Because it actually My wife's the same way. She, your, she doesn't, but. The development of your hair and makes it fall out and some other things. So I'm not, I feel so bad because there's not cameras. I'm trying not to be arrogant about it, but my hair is very pretty. You and look today like a long-haired I'm, version of Zach Galifianakis. I am trying. Thank you. That's a compliment on so many different levels. Um, and I'm going to use the word fat Jesus from Hangover. Well, I, uh, well, my friend. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Uh, my, my best friend, actually. <laughs> Although I'm not saying you're fat. I'm just saying because, you're, you're. Well, no, let's you know. call a spade a spade. Let's, let's call a, an orange an orange. It's fine. Uh, he, he calls me uh, uh, Porto Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Cristo. Okay. And he, so it's fat Jesus. fat Jesus. He just calls me yeah. fat Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just and, in Spanish. And I'm super, which is funny because he's a, he's, he's a redhead white guy, but, <laughs> but that's what he calls he's me. privileged. Yeah. Oh, so privileged. Uh, I don't know. Redheads, redheads are, they're a minority, right? Yeah. They're a minority. They're oppressed. I don't know if they're a minority, but it's uh, just, it's, it's a, a recessive, what do they call that? A recessive recessive trait. Yeah, it's a recessive trait, trait yeah. or gene. But, uh, but yeah, no, fat Jesus is fine. But uh, that was, that was. I, that's funny. I'm yeah, just start it cracks me up. Yeah, that's that's it, and which is which is I don't know. I guess I'm fine with it. You're a lot thinner than you used to be. That's I don't think that's true. I think that, I do. Here's here's where I'm gonna. Toot when my I own first horn met you, you were bigger. That's actually not true. Are you I, I'm basically the heaviest I've ever been. Well, right hold now on a second. A but heaviest and thinner it could be two different things. Like I could that's weigh more. True. Let me promise you that I'm not working out. I could be thinner if, and and weigh more. If that makes you feel good, I can promise you I'm not working out. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm tapping at You're denser. The maybe uh, I, I don't know how I forced that, but I mean, when I just got weighed about two weeks ago at the hospital, uh, it was three oh six. Ooh. Heavy, okay. And I've seen a scale hit. I want to say three foot fourteen. See the scale? But yeah, barely. <laughs> I got to get a mirror set up on the side of the fridge because I never leave the kitchen. Uh, but <laughs> when I seen it, uh, oh, there's a little. Yeah, bit. I was proud of myself actually. When I was, she's like, "Well, you're, well, to get you in the machine, we got to get you below three hundred. And I was like, "Oh, three. She, I was like, "Okay, what was it? She's like, "Take my shoes off. <laughs> we got to get you to lose six pounds." I was like, "I was like three oh six. I'm doing great. What are you talking yeah. about?" But. Um, I don't even know why I just started talking about how fat I am. I, I don't know. Well, you said I'm thinner. Okay, so here's yeah. here's how I feel like it works. I think people meet me and they immediately think I'm a jerk because because I say mean things. I've never thought that. Well, I've never I, once. But I met you on a professional level. Okay, but I never thought that even afterwards. But okay, but but we'd already established a relationship. Yeah, but to be fair, I never went. That guy's a dick. Will you let me be mean Except to myself today for when a I second? Your dick online. Yeah, on the you, you got to let me be mean to myself because I've already said something nice about my hair. Uh, mm. So most people first meet me and they think I'm a dick. Mm-hmm. And then they get to know me, and they're like, "Yeah, he's a dick, but that's he's, me. He's actually trying to be." That's nice. why I think we get along so well because, because people look just, at me and they go, "What? A just just dick. two dicks in this room?" Yes. Uh, so, uh, but then they get to know me, and they're like, "Wow, he's a really nice guy." But yeah. on the surface, but here's the thing: How can you on the surface? This is be what my helping. wife says, and yeah. I think I say this on every podcast I'm on. You're an asshole, but you know what? You're going to get with him. It's it's honest, like, right? It goes back to the honesty. I'm thing. not a different person, yeah, offline as I am online. People love it when guy. you're honest until you're honest with them. Yeah. Well, they don't. That, yeah, they hate honesty when it's when you're when poking sh- fun when at it's them. Their or, honesty, or you're being honest to them about whatever flaw. Well, it's like my wife. My don't wife, like constructive criticism. No, my wife loves right? me with all her heart, and I t- I tell her frequently, like I don't know how you can even be attracted. to I me. love constructive criticism. You know why? Because I want to hear how people view me. You want to know otherwise, the other side. I go few, I go through life thinking. There's not a problem whatsoever. Yeah, you've you've got you've got to know the other side to make it right, and but I don't even know. We started talking about whatever, so 
Yeah, I, just, I I need to lose weight, and uh, I I would like to think that I'm going. We to. talked about shampoos and hairs, and we went down a rabbit hole there. Oh, about why you think that I've lost weight when I've actually yeah. gained weight. Uh, I think that people meet me, they think I'm a dick, then they get to know me a little bit, and they're like, he's still a dick, but he he actually right. means well. And then at some point, with between advice and jokes, and you see me be a dick to somebody else, and you think that's hilarious, you get this perception. Or me of, be a dick to you, and your you try. Your people think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, because let's be that the way that conversation went is they. <laughs> I was making more fun of you than you were. That's you lost that. That's okay. But it was my it was my group. Yeah, you know they're gonna think your, I'm it's funnier. Your, it's your it's your homies. Dude, I when, got it. when when we're all eating food and you go, that's my that's, that was my. By daughter. the way, on your way in, did you take did you did you come down forty seven? I yeah yes. Okay, did you see the Popeyes that just opened? I was yeah. gonna say I okay. looked at my watch. I was like, you live eight minutes from a Popeyes. Yeah, no, I was it's just gonna, opened. I was like gonna tell ago. you. I was like, do you know you live eight minutes yeah, from a Popeyes? It opened now? a week ago. But and I went I went there the other day to get a chicken sandwich. And it was, the line was ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not going. If it's not stupid, I might hit it on the way back. I would. I might. It, it all depends You've on the line. got to have one on the way home. It depends on the, the snow in the line. But I think that people are like, once once they're like, Vince and I appreciate his honesty. He's kind of funny, but yeah, he's kind of a dick. I think you get that impression of like, yeah, he's not that fat. Because what I always run into is I run into people and they're like, oh, have you lost weight? I was like, no. But you, you physically run into them? or you No, like, I don't run. The phrase, Let me be clear too. Them. I'm not running anything. Uh, but no, when like I you round the corner and you run <laughs> yeah. into them before, well, you no, what happens is they walk in there. on me sitting in my recliner and <laughs> then we start <laughs> talking. Uh, they, I think they just have this perception of, I think they see me like, wow, he's big. And then you just kind of think, wow, he is really big, but it's, and then you see me next time. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. And would you consider yourself, um, I don't want to say hippie. That's probably not. Can the right I be word. when earlier the, the, the right word? When last week we talked about how I was uh, a basically a conservative Republican, am I allowed to call myself a hippie? Would you consider yourself more um, liberal in some of, in some areas of your life? I absolutely. I have trouble believing with the amount of compassion I try to have for people that I can't be anything but. And, and, and it's only because, and I think that's why I understand both sides, or at least try to. Nobody's trying to be mean. Everybody really just wants good things. The difference is, is one side says, I want it no matter what, and it should be able to happen. When the other side is saying, you're dumb, we can't just flip a switch and make that happen. When there's, it's unfair for you to expect something when it can't just happen. And it's not right to say you're dumb before you try to explain why they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I think I'm, I, that's one of the reasons why I think people end up liking me is because they find out how nice I actually am when I'm not being a dick. That's, I mean, it's a fair point that, that feels, that feels fair. So do you think that people on social media do certain things that you know, like TikTok or Snapchat or whatever creators, um, do things to expose their insecurities or do you think it's the insecurities that are bringing out the comments that people like? If you're okay, so I've heard a few people, social media gurus or whatever, say that when people go on social media and they make a comment and they take the time out of their day to bash someone because of their creative process, that it's basically they're a bad person or, you know, they feel sorry for them because their life sucks so bad. The bashing is maybe. I I think it's a maybe. And make fun of somebody for doing something creative rather than, hey, good for you. You made something creative. Maybe I don't agree well, with it. Maybe it didn't work, or maybe it was off a little bit. Or hey, that was a great piece of content. But they, all they got to do is take you know five seconds out of their day, and it's so, so easy to be a ass. dick. Yeah. So somebody or you're just, an idiot, or you're stupid, or that sucked. Somebody just or you're posted, ugly. Uh, this is a this is a friend of mine that they just posted a picture of them doing something, and they posted it right next to another picture of them doing the exact same thing four years later, and. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're happy. It's supposed to be a good thing of look of, oh, here's four years. And all I put in the comment was, and I was first comment, I was very happy to be the first one. And I put in there, congratulations on achieving, no, no, I said something on the lines of congratulations on no change for four years of your life. That was a dick move. And now here's the thing. If that person truly needed anything, I'm giving them the shirt off my back. I'm getting them food. They will always have a place to but stay again, with you're me. trolling. Like I am. I did tell you that. And that makes me feel so bad. Actually, one of my cousins has stopped following me in any way on social media because he thinks that what I'm doing is so inappropriate <laughs> that it shouldn't be allowed. Is it an experiment on your end? Or is um, it I think it's boredom really because you want to be a dick. I think it's I think it's because I want to be a dick and it's boredom mm, because you're honest about it. Well yeah. Well I'm because I gotta reflect like why do I do that? I don't have to. I don't have to do any of it. Um I think what my wife's always told me is the worst part about me is that I think I'm funny. So as long as I'm doing something that I think is funny, I'll do it. And most people need an audience. I am very fine with the audience of one, which is myself. So if I think it's funny, I'm going to do it regardless. But does that go back to the people do things like I, I don't create pieces of content because I think it's what people want to hear. I create pieces of content like this because I like talking about it. Yeah. But I also think people to some degree like very much the same thing that I do. Just in, talking in some ways, just hearing other people have real life conversations and going, yeah, I kind of think that way or no, I don't think I, that way. And I think that guy's an asshole for saying that. I would like to give myself more credit and evaluate that the reason why I'm that way on social media is because I'm making a point about how it's such a terrible way to communicate, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I think that is a fraction of the truth. It's really because I'm bored. I have access I think I'm funny. I want to see reactions. And then then it's that piece. It's that it's because this is a terrible way to communicate. It, this is not a good thing that people should be utilizing in my own opinion. Mm. And that that's what I really think it is. It's it's availability because we all have it sitting in our pocket right now. And then it's everything else after that for fun. No difference than like when you're with your friends back in high school and somebody's like, "Yeah, I could go. I could I could make that whatever it is. Whether you're jumping over something, throwing something, there was no reason to do it, but it was accessible. You wanted to see what everybody else's reactions are, and then you just do it. And at the end of the day, it's probably a bad idea. Do you consider yourself being empathetic or do you see yourself being something other than that? In real, I, I'm actually. Because you I, said you're a nice guy. I really think I'm a very. And you get the shirt off your back. But do you think you're I, empathetic or is that is that maybe too strong? My word? mouth is not empathetic, but my actions truly are. So you always want to. So to me, the judge of somebody's character is what they do, not what they say. Their actions versus. True, but unfortunately that's not. That doesn't seem to be holding up as much. I agree with you. I've, I've always said actions speak louder than words. They, they always has, it always will, in fact. But unfortunately, people are now are considering words, weapons, or tools, and which they are. They are, but they're, they're stronger now than they ever have been, which is weird considering how little they actually mean. But going back to politics for a second, isn't it kind of true that people can say all the things they want to, but in the end, it's what they do that really matters? Yeah. So Trump can say anything he wants to, right? Biden can say anything he wants to, but it's the actions that they take that, actually that are really going to mean something. And I'll give you a for instance. So people people throughout the, the um, election, one of the criticisms they gave of Biden is he didn't answer any tough questions. Okay, so the media came and asked him tough questions, and all of a sudden he was whisked away. And you can you can say, well, that was because of, and I'll, and I'll put all the labels out there that people gave him, dementia, you know, not all there, <laughs> wh whatever it was. I hope okay? not. Okay, maybe he's just not 47 years in office and he did nothing. You've heard all those comments, right? Yeah. And then he said, well, I'm going to be the most transparent president, which we've heard before, 
right? Yeah, who doesn't that, say that? Who, that who's ever ago, ran on the line if I'm not telling you anything? Ago, but I'm going to be the most transparent president in history. Okay, fine. I'm going to answer the tough questions. Okay, fine. So this week, lo and behold, reporters were asking tough questions. What happened? I haven't even watched he it. He basically blocked them. On oh, so he was, media. he was, okay. And he's only answering questions from CNBC, NBC, the CNN, people who ask him people. the questions they want to ask. Correct. Him. So it's yeah. the softball questions. And so the others, the other reporters were like, well, hold on a second. You're only asking the questions of the people that you know you're going to get the, you know, CNN or whoever it is, you're going to get your base positive feedback from. And, and we want to ask you some tough questions because now that we know the direction that the election is going to go and we're getting closer to January 20th, we want some answers. And they completely got blocked out of the conversation. This and is so where- it went back to, you want transparency, but you really don't. So now what you're doing is you're feeding the people that said, this guy doesn't, he's not capable of running the country because he won't answer the, the tough questions. And you're just feeding into that. Yeah. It's somebody gave the example. Uh, somebody shared a meme because, you know, that's how we communicate now. Um, They're good. That's yeah, a good way oh, to I, communicate. I, they, 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 I believe everyone I see. Oh, you have to. Because mm-hmm. why not? It's on social media. It's got to yep. be true. If somebody created it, it must be true. Well, why would they not? Uh, or they not make something honest, but it gave the example of like, you know, people in 2016, uh, accused the president of being elected fraudulently. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time said, this needs to be looked into. And just like now, when people are questioning if the president was elected fraudulently, but it needs to be looked into. The flip into. side of that was they're saying, even Obama said it, there's no way possible that our, that our government could allow, um, an outside influence into our elections and corrupt our elections. And now that was the exact back in, same that was in 12, we can. right? That was in 12. Now in 16, everybody's like, Oh, well they've corrupted our elections. Yeah. And you're looking at it going, well, when it was for you, you said one thing. And when it was against you, you said a different thing. And now four years later, they're going, and four years ago, they said it was Russia, 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 Russia. Well, that, that's right. And, and, I'm, and I'm just using the conservative talking point was, they said liberals were Russia, 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 Russia. And now they're saying, well, there's no possible way that Russia could have influenced our election. And now there's no possible way there could be fraud in our election. And so no it just all. depends on who you're talking to and the majority of, of the people in power or the majority of the country saying whatever opinion, whatever the popular opinion is, that seems to be fact versus just opinion. The, most, call it the most frightening thing is how many things can just be ignored. That That's what just surprises me is how that you can just ignore information like it's not happening. I have people telling me I'll bring up certain pieces of information that are allegedly true. Yes. Okay. Because that's what I'm it all is. Say allegedly. We, we didn't see it. Right. Or I see video evidence of something, or I see a number of dead people that have voted, or I need, I see certain things that come up. Witnesses under under penalty of perjury have said this happened. Yeah. And so I'll bring that up, and people will say there's no evidence of fraud. And I say to myself, and I say to them, you're naive if you think there's absolutely no fraud in any election because there has to. There's be. always been, and and so the, and, well, not maybe not always, but I I don't believe that this no, is the probably first, always probably more, always. more than likely there's, there's some you're measurement right. of fraud, and it's just trying to get as close as we can to keeping it honest. Uh, so uh, one of the things that I try to do is, is to figure out who's worth arguing with. I think I got this from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, mm-hmm. I think on Joe Rogan where he gave the example of, I will ask somebody, uh, what could I do to prove them wrong? And you have to gauge their answer as to if that can be done. So like if some, I think the example on there was like, somebody's like, well, how can you prove, how can I prove to you the world's not flat? And he's like, give me a photo. He's like, I did. He's like, that photo's not real. Then I can't prove anything to you. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not worth having that discussion. And I find yeah. that hard. That that's where that's why I try my best not to argue points anymore, so much as argue critical thought. It, or not argue, but teach or show critical thought because then they get to make their own decisions and they get to come to it. That's more important than trying to prove if I'm right. It's interesting you say that because I saw a video the other day of some, it was on, I think it was on TikTok and Facebook. Um, this scientist was in a, is in a room of people. It was a, um, like a forum of some kind. And she was a scientist and said, you know, everybody's saying that these scientists are wrong for saying that hydrochloroquine or whatever can cure COVID. And, and so she kind of went through all the conspiracy theories. And she said, you know, up to a certain point, everyone in the world thought that the world was flat. And one guy stood up and he said, it's round. And everybody thought he was stupid. And everybody thought he was a fool. And they wanted to get rid of him, physically get rid of him. I mean, at a certain point, gravity didn't exist. Nobody believed in gravity. But one guy stood up and said, you know, Newton was like, I think there's gravity. Well, you got you to understand gravity. But Galileo, right, he was, he was ridiculed for his belief. Well, lo and behold, one guy stood up and said the world is round. It's because he was one of the first people that understood geometry. It's, okay, it's, but, yeah. but regardless, the point is, all of these people are saying, believe the science, believe the science, believe the science. And her point is, if one person can prove you wrong or one person has a opposing view, and there might be some belief to it, shouldn't we at least explore that one person's view, regardless of whether it's... Because there was a student that stood up and said, all of that is false. And she's like, well, do you know every single scientist in the world? Can you list every single scientist in the world that has that view? Or do you have some that have an opposing view? And if they're scientists, and we're supposed to believe the science, and I'm using air quotes, the science, and these people are on the other side of the argument, why are we not taking them seriously? Why are we not listening to them There's no and longer automatically prof- saying that their their view doesn't matter and disregarding it because it's simply an opposing view? Or should And this is how we started our conversation an episode ago is, I like having a debate based on the facts and then I wanna, be, I wanna come to my own conclusion about it, but don't disregard the facts just, because, just out of hand yeah. because you disagree with them. And so her whole point of the forum was, or her, her section of the forum was, we need to listen to everybody and then come to, an, to well, a conclusion. The, the professionals, the people that should know the answers, their criteria is only good when it proves your point. And uh, that that's what I've ran into. I had another gentleman that I worked with at a facility that he's very smart. I, I, I know that he is a highly intellectual uh, and, and intelligent person. But the problem is, is he doesn't have humility, like we talked about. He doesn't really believe he can be wrong. He can pose humility by saying oh no i can be wrong anybody can be wrong but he doesn't actually believe that he can at least that's my judgment which is wrong i shouldn't be passing judgment but that in my discussions that's what's come out to and i've told him that i said you know your problem is you're not humble and uh the thing is is he would tell me that we would talk about climate change which anybody who does the appropriate research knows something's changing and i we, but then the question is, is it based on what we're doing or just well, natural occurrences through time? See, but that that's a whole different range. The bottom line is you can, no matter what minuscule amount it may be, there's an argument that we've made an impact. Sure. Now, whether, have to. Whether that's, whether that's saying we've increased the miles per hour on a vehicle by one or by a hundred, that, that's a different discussion. We have made an impact. And then something is changing no matter what. But... When he would cite some ridiculous stuff, uh, he would like, this is proven by scientists. And he would tell me, like, 
this percentage of scientists support this. And I would say, what are they scientists in? Because that he never looked that up. He never, because, I mean, I work in pools. That doesn't mean I can tell you everything you know about your drinking water. Now, I actually might have some more information than others, but I could be completely misinformed about the way the city is running filtered water versus the way I verify water is being filtered for a pool. I have a level of expertise, but it, I'm speaking on behalf, inappropriately, what it could be. So I started sharing with him, like, here are some views from actual climate scientists. Again, we're making an impact, and there is a change, but it's not this. Like, it's not this massive thing that you think it is. And um, I think he respectfully took it. Do I believe he read it? No. I, I think that he just saw it as an, oh, there is something here. I'm off to to go to my next thing. Is it safe to say that <clears throat> science can be subjective? Meaning, depending upon how you know, how you can, okay, so. I'm, I'm going to stand up and say no, unless you tell me something else. <laughs> okay, so you, I'm going to use your water example. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that um, the composition of water is what it is. It's scientifically this. There's no subjectivity to it whatsoever. Like if you looked at a if you looked at a chart, we're talking so broadly in what I know about water, we're not anywhere. But I'm going to bring it back to pools. Okay. So what you're going to what you're telling me is you have to get to a pH level in a pool. It's scientific. Well, you start with a pH level right. and then you right. have a target pH right. level. Right. And then you have to get it to a certain point or you have to add chemical. That's all scientific. Yes. If somebody came in and said, you know what? I really don't agree with that. I think there's another way of doing it. You'd probably look at them like they were stupid. Well, no. Uh, so and that's I, why I'm saying I wouldn't. I wouldn't only because I know there. I've already seen the evidence of people coming up with more creative ways uh, to solve this problem. Okay, so then the, be question, the question becomes. Is it the science that's subjective or the way you get to the science that's subjective? The way you get to it is okay. subjective because the bottom line is we have a pH level and we have a target pH level. Now, how we go to one and then, then you maintain, but how we get from where we are to, to what it needs to be, that can change. And there's there's all different ways to do it. I mean, you can boil it so down. So bring it back to COVID, right? We talked about in the, in the original conversation. I would say that the science is there's no cure for it. That's the science says right now we know of no known cure for oh, it. Oh, to just wipe it. Correct. I got you. But the subjective part of it is getting to that is maybe there are things that detected early and if it's detected early enough, help curb the symptoms mm -hmm. to get you to the point where you're healthier. From well, it. I, it's, the COVID Would that be a fair statement? Yes. I, I think it absolutely would. Cause, cause but it's, I think people mistake that as there's a cure. Well, no. not necessarily. There's things that help you get better quicker but maybe not a cure. I don't think, again... And words matter, right? Yeah, this is where we get into more of, of people who just talk and like to think they're right and they lack humility, that um, for you to say there's a cure, you're obviously just misinformed. It goes back to what you said about social media. You really expose yourself. But the issue is, is you're only exposing yourself for the people that know better. Unfortunately, I feel like with the amount of misinformation that we have out there and the manipulation that's been done through media and through different uh, advertising companies, that... Uh, actually, somebody, a, a friend of mine just shared with me that they had realized that they were going through their life, that they had found proof that there were, well, their proof to them, I didn't research any of it myself, that people were reading headlines and in their brains, they were actually assuming that the headline they read was factual and completely correct. So they would read a headline at the time, they know this is a headline, 
but in their brain, it would get stored as that's an argument point and a fact later without reading an article to finding out anything of what it actually is. And he said that he recognized that that happened to himself. And when it happened to him, he was like, something's got to change. And so now he he gained a, a cognitive awareness that that's what's happening. And most people don't know that. Okay, but but news outlets, social media outlets, they use that knowledge to then put those together, those headlines together to get a reaction because they know people aren't going to read and th- the whole And this is where article. I still assume I still assume uh, ignorance over malice because I don't assume that YouTube, for example, just just I, or no, let's go back to Facebook. I don't think Facebook is driving something in your face because they want to make things bad. I think they know for you specifically what's going to get you to click. In turn, that's probably so going to be... So they'll send all of that information to that, you. That's going to fall in the category of this will get Richard to that. click. Uh, his belief is X, so we're going to send every headline well, that a, we well, know. No, when I say what you are going to click, is it's some people, most people, actually respond negatively. So um, it's more likely that you're going to get things that you hate sent to you versus the echo chamber that you live in. Different mm. media programs are ran differently. So uh, Facebook tends to send you... Maybe that's why on TikTok I get a lot of the liberal stuff because I respond to it and I go, well, what about this? Or see, and I don't. This? And what about this? I don't if it doesn't have any, like, real... If I immediately see it and I don't see any context, I skip it. But I sure do respond to people making me laugh, which is why TikTok, for me, shows me funny stuff. And so, but, uh, like, Twitter, on the other hand, they actually keep you in a bubble. They only send you things that you normally like. Normally, and we can have a we have a we can have an argument about fact checkers. Oh, right? well, there's you no get the fact checker stuff, and it's just like you find out. Who I don't these trust I, any any research I've done into it when somebody fact checks the the amount of. But people uh, do believe it, and so my point is, you're saying you Facebook. Them. But your point was yeah. Facebook doesn't tell us how to think; they just send information to us based on our ideologies or our opinions. What I'm saying is maybe they do. Maybe they're saying we are gonna we are gonna form or shape the way people think based on the fact that we're going to fact check this, whether it's real or not, because a lot of it's just partially fact checked, right? So yeah. it's like, this is false or partially false. Well, and then they'll pick, pick apart one little piece of a really broad spectrum of ideas. And they'll say that's false. And instead of saying 99% of what that guy just said is true, the 1% is false. People read it and go, Oh, that's all false. Well, yeah. So like if I used a, uh, if I used your laptop, what brand is that? Toshiba? From here? It's, oh, you can't see it. On yeah, exactly. Like, see, you're trying to judge me. Oh, it's is a it? MacBook. Oh, you have a case on it? Is that why? Mm-hmm. Good on you. I don't like Apple. That's not the point. Um, but let's say that uh, I used a PH laptop to hack the election in 2016 as a Russian to fake it all. And I, I put that out there. I, I don't know. Somebody mm-hmm. else said that I did that. A faction company can go in and be like, actually, this is false because he used a Mac to do it. What somebody's, I mean, it's still proof that somebody had hacked something and done something inappropriate, but but we're going to call it false because I, I tried to use something different than the current election. I don't think that landed too well. But yeah, and I think in 2016, people were like, well, they influenced the election. And I think what they're saying, what they're missing the point is they didn't use Facebook, like the Facebook company, yeah. to influence the election. What they said is, we're going to use all the algorithms and all of the processes that Facebook puts together, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to put in. We're going to use those against the people that we want to target yeah. to influence the election. That's what they did. And if you watch the social dilemma, that, that's, that's what they there? explain. Yeah, that's okay. what they explain. So um, I had probably 
Oh God, I I think that you're. I think you kind of topics today. Um, just randomly wrote some notes down. I think we got to three of them. I say I think you kind of get off on that idea of like how here's my here's my plan, and I know we're not going to do like no, any of this. No, because w- right off the bat, I had catch up with Vin, podcast studio review, pandemic, and it. And I'm kind of surprised and you had that went, much already organized. We got the, we got one, two, three, four. We got the four out of six on just my first card. What what, what are they? I just want to hear the titles. Uh, I wanted to future of movie and films. Oh, wow. 20, 2021 and beyond. <laughs> okay. Because of the pandemic. Okay. Um, future of live events, concerts, 2021 and beyond. Uh, future of hotels, restaurants, 2021 and beyond. Um, I want to talk about how it, the I pandemic. love that you really have four yeah, like, no, legit cards. Um, these are just topics. Yeah. Like, you know, we had a, we, some point in the conversation, like I had the whole thing with the, with the TikTok. Um, creator. That's good. On on a card here, in case it came up and it was apropos, I said, okay, I'm going to use it. And so I threw, I had it here. So I had some of the information that I had written down just in case it came up. If it didn't, card yeah. goes out the window. I'd never used it. No big deal. But I, at least I had it. And that just comes from being prepared doing you know, doing podcasts. And, and I, think that, I think my favorite part of this is that we are nobody talking about nothing. You know what I mean? Anybody it's, who's actually listening to this is going... Who the hell are these two? What, it's going to be my friends yeah, and family that are going to then bring it up later and be like, here's where you're wrong. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, I didn't really get it. Or you're going to get a random guy in India that's like, <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you on that because here's social why. media does this. Yeah. Or I'm going to get some guy in Texas that's like, you're not a patriot because you didn't say, you know, you know whatever. That, that reach is amazing. But that's fine because yeah. all the people that hate you, it's the Howard Stern thing, right? Like well, Howard Stern. I told Stern, that I was like, your haters are your biggest fans. Hated. He had... The people who hated him, so have you ever watched the movie Private Parts? I have. The people that, yeah, more people hated that hate him, him listen to most, him. The most, listen to him the most. Yeah. Right. Well, my, That's how he grew his audience. My wife's doing the TikTok. She's like, man, this one girl's mean. Like, she's just mean. I was like, Becca, your haters are your biggest fans. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, your haters mm-hmm. are your biggest fans. They're going to fuel. They're watching everything you're doing. They're going to fuel your, your, your likes and your followers and your comments and everything else. Look, they always say some attention's, you know, at least you're getting but attention. No, yeah. Right. No, no such thing as bad press. Bad something press. Like that. Right. So it just, it, at least you're being seen. Yeah. Right. Now, sometimes that could be a two, you know, double edged sword. People take down their social media accounts all the time because they got bad press. But as long as you're not a dick. Well, I told all her too. All the time. I told her too. Right? I was like, also, this gives this girl something to do. You know what I mean? You're, you're supplying something. She's sitting in a room on her bed in her parents' house, living <laughs> off her parents at 23, right? With no job and working at the, you know, steak and shake down the street, which is, I'm not saying anything I'm bad about steak and shake. I'm not trying to be a jerk. But I'm just saying at 23, you should probably know what kind of career you're going to have. I it's very you to assume she has a job. Okay. Okay, maybe she doesn't have a job, but she's just sitting there, you know, and, and on her parents' dime, and she's responding to TikTok. And people say all the time, oh, I don't have time to go out and do... If you got time, this is funny. You this is exact quote from my wife the other day. I'm gonna, so I'm going to, I'm going to pull this up because I, we had an argument about the snowstorm that was coming in the other day. And she said to me, and I'm going to read this. It's going to be so funny. You're going to laugh your ass off. No, I'm not. I'm going to feel bad. Well, actually. you're not going to laugh your ass off, but you're going to be Well, like, the reason why I'm going to feel bad is I know you're going to do this. And all the time I say to myself when my wife and I are talking, we're like, well, why can't we make this change? Oh, we don't have time. You know what I did do the other day? Play video games for six okay, hours. So this is three days ago, right before the snowstorm hit on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Or Tuesday night into Wednesday. Are the sho- I'm just going to read it to you. I'm ready. Okay. Are the shovels in the garage? Yeah, I'll get them later. They're in the, the garage attic. Um, I wasn't warming up moving two cars this morning to get them out. You need to get the snowblower. Now, the snowblower is, it was in the shed. Help me, you back it up. Who's, yep. who's saying what to who? So, she said, are the shovels in the garage? She asked you about the shovels. I said, yeah, I'll get them later. They're in the attic. 
I also said I wasn't warming up the two cars this morning to get them out. So what I would have had to do is my truck is on one side of the drive. My daughter's is on the other. My wife's car is in the garage. My car under cover is in the garage as well. So my daughter can't park in there. So I wasn't moving two cars just to get the garage door to close, to get up into the attic in the garage and get the three shovels that she wanted me to get. Got enough context? I'm I'm with you now. Okay. I'm just I'm judging. And then in you our so backyard, hard. at the back of the yard, we have a shed, and my snowblower is in the shed, and I haven't started it, put fuel in it, anything. And a snowstorm is coming, and it's the end of December. Because you're typical. Why didn't I do this in November and get it all? Okay, because I'm a typical guy that waits till the last minute. Did you get the snowblower, uh, or you need to get the snowblower? Why? She says, gonna get a lot of snow. I'm trying to find out if it's gonna be wet or heavy or fluffy. Guess I'm making spaghetti for dinner. Like a weird, weird three, three comments on. But you got a lot of information. I got a lot of information. I said, I read the snow, then some rain, then some ice. She says, maybe throw some salt out there. When are you going to be home? Third text. And this is all right in a row. Why didn't you take the shovels down before the fucking snow is beyond me? <laughs> she's right. Okay, now she's pissed. But she's like all of a sudden we went from, know, I'm making I don't know why that happened. To, I read there was snow and ice and rain coming. She was to, driving, right? Maybe throw some salt out there. When are you going to be home? And by the way, why didn't you take the fucking shovels? Was she driving? No, oh, she was home. Oh, she was at work, I think. Because okay. um, I, I know that's what happens to me. Like when I get like most upset, it's because I have time to think about it. <laughs> I think she was at work and maybe having a bad day. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a bunch of people in the year. ER. It sounds like she doesn't actually want to make spaghetti. That's what it sounds like I to said, me. well, I, now, of course, I made the typical husband mistake of justifying my position. How dare you? Of course. Fool. And this was this was later in the day. And I said, and keep in mind, I'm, I'm at a job and we're trying to get it done. And I want to get, I want to get the job done and get out of there. Um, because I knew the storm was coming that day and we were finishing the job up that day. And I knew by four o'clock, you know, this all started at 2.58 and then went on kind of back and forth for about an hour. And I knew by four o'clock, the storm's going to hit. and I got to get my guys on the road, back to the shop, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I said, here's the mistake. I only have so much time. Ugh. Not a huge deal. Probably not the smartest thing to say to somebody who's <laughs> got a lot of time and a little angry at that point. You're so dumb. She says, well, if you've got time for TikTok, you've got time <laughs> to grab the fucking shovels. She's not wrong, man. There's going to be a coming to Jesus meeting tonight. Oh, she said that to you? Right Did here, you, black and white. When yep. was this? This was about 3.30 that day. And I said, why? Okay. Oh, that was from the storm a couple of days ago. Well, right. And I'm, now what I don't realize is she's now pissed at my daughter for something completely separate. And she's combining the two things together, which my daughter hadn't cleaned out the litter box for her cat. So now she said, and your child tonight. <laughs> well, why? I'm ordering a new litter box. Uh, make sure there's money, you know, uh, on, on I'm my just so happy you Amazon survived account. that moment. And she says, I'm beyond... No, She's gone from zero to 60. I'm beyond fucking pissed right now, and you're making my head hurt and throb. I don't know your wife, but you're not painting her in a fantastic light right no, now. No, but it's. I think it's every wife out there that goes from... My wife have, would never do anything like that. Okay, you're full of shit. Never. So I think this is every wife that has a conversation, because context matters, right? And mm -hmm. you can't really get somebody's emotions and so forth based on just I texting have. back and forth, but if they... And I'm going to use I'm going to use a cliche term or gaslight her, which I did Don't by saying you. by saying I only have so much time when she knows that I probably spend an hour a day on TikTok. Well, you've got that hour. Well, right? you know that's not okay. gaslighting. But here's my final comment, and this is where she stopped talking to me. Okay, <laughs> she cutest till later that night. 
I said, okay, I'm working. What the fuck do you want me to do? I can stay home and I can take care of this shit or I can work. You choose. Silent. That's, well, she's not silent. Because so now she, I justified myself. You didn't, you didn't now prove I an ultimatum. You didn't prove a point. You you just made I was her defending think like, my position, no, which was you made wrong her wonder how much a divorce attorney costs is what you were doing, <laughs> because <laughs> is it worth is it worth half my shit? That's that's what you were really making her think at the moment. That's uh, I I you know it's it's so weird because I do the same thing of like I I'll try to justify things and I'm trying to get out of that. I I really mm-hmm. think that by taking a step back and and looking from the perspective, which is so easy to say, but to actually do it. So like I'm on vacation right now. I've I've loved being on vacation from work. It's been fantastic. But my wife is starting her own business Mm -hmm. and it's amazing to try to support her. Which by the way, it's her fault that you weren't here last week and the week before. It was not. I just want to point that out. When you say her fault, if you mean her success is making it a little harder for me to do my fun things. I said her fault. You meant success. You said it wrong. My, my, did I say that wrong? It's your boomer talking. My fault. So, um, what uh, things have to change, but the I'm thing kidding. is, I'm totally it's, kidding. no, I know she, you are. Her, know her you success are. is paramount. I, it it I, absolutely we, is. Absolutely, because I wouldn't be anywhere near successful absolutely. what I am without her. Well, no, no man who's successful does it without a good woman behind him. I, yeah, I don't. Or in front of him, except for Nikola say. Tesla. You stop it. But uh, Nikola Tesla. Wait a minute. He I, was. I said in front of him, meaning they're mo- they're mainly oh, leading the way. I, I thought you were pushing. No, for no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, they're the reason that we're successful. Sometimes I forget that we're actually on the. We're doing this Same. recording, and that yeah. you're trying to be a little more respectful. Well, uh, I'm trying to be respectful, but I think it's true. It's like, very true. Okay, because if my wife wasn't as tolerant as she is of my bullshit, I think that we wouldn't have been able to accomplish my, the things that we did. My wife is simultaneously my biggest critic, uh, besides myself, uh, and my greatest supporter. You know, she's she's the one that's the first one to tell me why I'm doing it wrong, but then she'll tell me why I can fix it. But so, my but, wife's probably the greatest person in the world when it comes to Chris Rock's theory of men and women. Okay. Men and women. This is from like what, like 91? I don't, well, okay, so he has a theory about (laughs) women to men, not men to women, women to men. Okay. Men need three things. Feed me, fuck me, and shut the fuck up. Ouch. Okay. That's what he said. Okay. It's it's, it's his. Yeah, I'm pretty confident this is like early 90s. So my wife kind of takes that to heart, okay? So she's a great cook. We enjoy each other's company. Very, and she very kind politically of, well done. Keep going. And, and she leaves me alone when, when she knows that I just need my space. She's, okay. fe- she's the best at that, okay? But don't piss her off. Oh, yeah. Because if you piss her off, you've done, like, you're the problem. You are the problem if you've pissed off my and that's, wife. And that's where I go into, like, where, where I'm doing something wrong. Because I, I don't think my wife has ever done anything unjustified. Maybe the extreme she would go to may, may have been a little farther than merited but it's never unjustified Mm-mm. and so that's that's one thing that we we i had it was a very actually probably one of the easiest come to jesus talks i've had last night where she was like hey um i'm going to speak for her from like my perspective she basically said hey i'm figuring out this business uh you're on vacation right now it's been really good to have you uh but um you need to stop you need to step it up still just a little bit more and she's right because we basically have i have my video game time she has her nap time cuz she loves to sleep i love to play video games wow you are such a millennial i, don't, just, I mean why why i don't know cuz i enjoy video maybe games maybe not millennial oh, yeah. gen xer i'm such a I, but I mean you're, yell, you're i'm pretty sure by age like i grew up thinking i was gen x but apparently now with the I, new I, brackets whatever it's all I think made up a certain it's age all that figures shit anyway video game time is is an acceptable method of Spending your time. Using free time. I, as somebody who loves video games, I 
I can honestly say, unless you're doing it for a profession, it's a complete waste. It's nothing but a hobby. Just like the reason hobby. I don't, I think the reason I don't do it as much as I should. Now, my wife, again, my wife, to her credit, says, you don't play it enough. You like, okay. So my daughter got a PS5. Okay. I hate you. Well, she got the, uh, she only got the digital one. She can, she no, can, that's not okay. the point. There are people out there like, like I don't even like playing. Well, her like, boyfriend actually secured it. I paid for it, but he secured it. And but what I'm saying is I'm the Xbox guy, but the fact that you've already got like one of the next gen consoles in a household of people that my, nobody here deserves it. Okay. My point to that though is she, okay. So she plays it constantly. Really? Yeah. She's a gamer. She plays every night. Really? Every night. Okay. Okay. She goes, okay. She's a Northwestern grad. She's going to graduate school at Northwestern University. Smart kid, but she does, she monitors and values her time and, and, and schedules her time um, and appropriates her time enough to where she just, she loves to do that. So she, she plays like Overwatch and other stuff that that she, she plays. Um, And that's fine. And she's in there and she's got her headset on and she's talking to whoever she's playing online with and, Sometimes she's really loud and sometimes she's really quiet, but she also reads, you know, two or three books a week and she does all that kind of stuff. And as long as you're managing your time and you're not going down the rabbit hole, so to speak, of gaming, I respect that. Yeah, the I go reason too far with I it. can't, I don't think I can get into gaming is because I'm a very, um, I get addicted to things very easily. Okay, yeah. whether it's collecting things or whatever it is I do. So if I go and game, I don't. I think everything in my life is going to suffer because of it because I'll do it so much. And that's that's the one thing I'm dealing with too. And I think that most people do. If, if it is just a fun hobby, it's nothing but a fun hobby. The I difference is, I love it. Is it rewards you? I want to do it all the time. It when rewards I do it. you in such a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I I actually I don't want to say interrupt her because I didn't. I let her finish when she was saying her point, and I said that, and I explained to her. I was like, you know, my problem, and I'm I'm evaluating myself right now is that I'm treating when you take, when you're working, like I should be able to play video games. When it's not true. When, you, when you're working, I need to, it's not that I can't play a video game. I need to Well, your 12 more. children have to have some parent all, watching them. All 14 of them, yes. Mm, yeah. So, and but they do. But it, it's the same thing that when I'm at work, it doesn't mean she can't take a nap if the kids are all taken care of. It should be the same thing. And if napping. My, if my kids are all taken care of, I should be able to play games for a little bit. But, during this vacation, and maybe it's because it's a vacation, there were multiple times where we both were like, like she'd be like, hey, what time is it? Oh, it's 1130. I've been playing video games for nine hours. Now, kids are fine. We're fed. Our house is structured. We're okay. But that's not, I could have been doing so much it's more. It's not healthy. I could have cleaned out my garage. Like, and it'd be different if like that was my job. Like if I was streaming. So her point was, I'm starting this business and I'm going to help the family get to a, a, a level that we want to get to. But you're playing nine hours of video games and you could be doing a, maybe a little bit more, even though you're on vacation, to get towards that goal. That is exactly what it was. Got it. And, and my... my and she's not wrong, by the no, way. No, no, she's not. And, that's, and I told her that. I told her directly because we, we have that... We've, it's a verbal agreement that when she takes naps, I normally play video games because that's yeah. when we, we trade that. And I told her, I was like, I need to stop treating this like... Your nap time because it's not a nap time. You're 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 working, and I need to be doing more around the house. I so we start. We started the last podcast, the last episode, by you saying that you you really enjoy all this and you think that I'm living a lifestyle. But I think it's all perspective. Like you're living a lifestyle that I used to, and and sometimes wish that I had more time to do things. A with the family, or B video game, or do whatever. But because I'm pulled in 37 different directions, and I've got so much going on whether it's my business or the media side of it or the, or yeah. the podcasting or helping other people achieve their their goals and dreams or with my family or taking care of the household or you know getting 
more things from my business done on the weekend or, you know, doing estimates on a Sunday or whatever it is, I got so many different things that I'm doing and I still have so much more that I want to do that I just don't have time for all of those things that I consider luxuries Yeah. at this point. Um, and I just say to myself, I can't, I can't allow myself to do that because something else is going to suffer. That is no excuse for you not to have gotten down the shovels. <laughs> I, I hope I hope that you I hope that's your takeaway from this that you should have got the shovels down and your snowblower should be prepped and ready to go. I appreciate that. Hey, you're welcome. We're way over time. That's Next the, time. All right. You got it. We'll be good. Thanks for joining.